Welcome to Season 2, Episode 23 of the BSA Marketing Matters podcast. I'm sat here today in a relatively rainy glossop, but very mild for the time of year, which is quite nice, with my fellow podcaster, David Wright. So uh, welcome, David. I think, it, hello there. I think it's fair to say just at the moment, it is very rainy. <laughs> it is very rainy. Uh, David's a little worried because he's got his bike here. So he's uh, he actually, he asked the rain to go away a minute ago and it, it just got harder. So maybe you should stop trying to command the weather. Yeah, I forgot that I had to leave at about half past four today when I saw that the dry weather window on the weather app started at about five o'clock. But this isn't helping with us saying we want to try and keep the length of it down today. So we will move on. And today we want to talk about the importance of having the right tools. And this really came home to me this weekend because as uh, I'm sure people who listen to this regularly know, I do a sort of a weekly photo challenge. And this week's, the challenge was to use a mobile phone. So I thought, I would didn't think it through really, but I thought I'll do wildlife photography because we have a, a bird feeder on our window so I could get really close. So I thought that'd be great. But it really taught me that trying to do wildlife photography without the right tools was incredibly frustrating and I actually gave up in the end. And it sort of got me thinking about expanding that into how important the right tools are for a job. And more importantly, how frustrating trying to use the wrong tools for a job can be. Yeah, and and I think it goes further than that, that obviously when you uh, get your toolkit out, whether it's to do some DIY at home, to do your photography or trying to complete a task at, at work, that the first objective is to achieve your goal, whatever that might be. But there is a real danger that if you aren't using the right tool for the job, and we'll perhaps talk about what that means in a little bit more in a minute, but that actually your goals change away from achieving what it was you were trying to achieve to being able to do something with the tools you're using. Mm. And so it can be it can be distracting that your focus is to make the tool work rather than to actually achieve what it was you were trying to achieve. Yeah, I think that's right. And, and I think you made a point there that I think it's important we should expand on we're not just talking about sort of spanners and screwdrivers here the the, the sort of idea of, of, of tools we're thinking it could be a piece of software a piece of hardware it could be a sort of a, a partnership you've got with somebody it's really any of the elements you're using to deliver uh, it's the an, anything where you're trying to achieve a result absolutely and yeah. it's the the approach you take the the resources you you use to to help you achieve that result you want suitable appropriate resources and 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 i think the point you made about often you can you can end up spending hours trying to get the tool that you've got to do the job and how often has it been that you've, you may be trying to do something with we'll get on to wordpress plugins in a bit but a free wordpress plugin because you don't want to spend the i don't know 25 30 quid on the paid version and actually the amount of time you spend trying to get that free version to do what you want it to do or trying to fit what you're doing to the free version can actually cost you a lot more than if you just paid you 25 quid in the first place and I think furthermore, that if you continue to try and work with the wrong tools, and that might be might be the wrong attitude, it might be the wrong people, they're all variations on the idea, but you're going to continually be presented with that same problem. Whereas if you can bite the bullet and make sure you get 
the right tool and a suitable tool to do the job or the right people to do the job or whatever it might be, then that's an investment that next time you need to do the job, you're ready and able to to do the job more efficiently. And you've gained experience in doing it the right way as well. If you do do it with the right tools in the first time, then your knowledge and experience of using those tools next time you have to do it are going to make it even easier. So yeah, I think there's there's a win-win really. And I think even more than that, they're A job trying to do something where you haven't got the right tools or the right knowledge or it's the wrong person trying to do it, however you slice it up, is just plain hard work and it can be very frustrating to the point that you may never actually get a satisfactory conclusion at all. Whereas if you are working with the right tools and the right resources, doing that exact same job could be a complete pleasure because you've got the right support around you. Yeah, and I think, I mean, we've, we've talked a bit about WordPress and plugins, and I think it would be good to expand on that a little bit, because uh, obviously that is one of the key tools that, that we use for, for delivering websites and sort of marketing platforms. And the WordPress, it's, it's one of those things, it is a great tool for delivering websites, and it's free. You know, it's a free open source tool. But actually, anybody who's used WordPress will will know that it very quickly becomes a very frustrating tool on its own without added functionality. And that functionality usually comes through plugins. And I think in sort of choosing the right plugins for uh, a WordPress site is critical because not all plugins are made the same. I mean, just I mean, just as a matter of interest. I mean, I, I was doing looking at some stats, and there are about fifty thousand plugins on the WordPress site, of which about twenty thousand have been developed in the last three years. How many of those, David, do you reckon are actually being actively used and significantly used enough to make them a sort of a commercial viability for the people who are uh, delivering them? Well, to start with, I think I've come across some sites that try to use all of them. Which <laughs> well, yes, is, there is that. Is another issue. But I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I guess it is remarkably few, maybe two or three hundred, something like that. It's actually 30. 30 plugins um, that are actually used. And the way they define it is to say that 30 of those plugins have more than 100,000 installations, active installations. And when you think about the fact that often you're only paying sort of $25, $30 a year for a plugin, then that to, to create a, an infrastructure that will actually support those properly, you probably need that level of, of use before it becomes commercially viable. So actually, very few of the plugins out there have a, a good sustainable commercial base behind them so I think and finding those tools and and using the right ones that aren't going to give you grief in the future and are going to be there in the future is quite important it is but I, I think also some of the what might be some of the most popular the most widely used plugins they almost inevitably will have a paid for pro version Mm. if you like but they will also have a free version which will provide a fair degree of functionality and maybe enough for many people and I think I think it's recognizing that it's not just about saying well no I I, we need to make money out of everybody it's about absolutely uh, this isn't going against what I was saying about having the right tool for the job that if the functionality of, of a free version of a plugin gives you what you need, then then go for it. But but I think in as a general rule, plugins that are only free 
unless they are part of a, a family of plugins that uh, that one developer develops, they're almost inevitably doomed because mm. sooner or later, if if the developer isn't getting anything out of it, then they're going to lose interest. But I think it's also important to say that when talking about having the right tool for the job, that it's also about not going overkill and not going overboard, that uh, having having something which is way too complicated to achieve what might be a fairly simple task is another reason you've not you might have a very complicated very expensive very clever tool but it's still not the right tool for the job because it doesn't suit your particular requirements yeah and i think just continuing the plugin thing i actually had a look at there are five sort of categories of plugin that we pretty pretty much put on every single site and those are security a page builder for actually developing the look of the site a forms plugin a backup plugin and an SEO plugin. And of those five, actually two of them, interestingly, the security and the SEO, we do generally recommend using the free version because they are extremely good. And unless you want to get into really in-depth stuff, the, the paid version doesn't actually give you anything that you need. So yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not necessarily about always having the paid version. The other thing to think about when you're looking at plugins is that there's a lot of choice out there. I mean, if you take those five categories I I mentioned, I did a quick search when I was doing some research for this, just for a security plugin, a page builder, forms, backup, SEO. And each one came up with knocking on a thousand results. So, and it's about identifying which of those thousand are the right ones to go for. And it's one of the things, you know, we've been building WordPress websites for, I don't know, quite a long time, probably uh, five, ten years. So we've we've developed that experience as to which are the good ones, which ones should be avoided. And so from that perspective, we would, and we'll come on to this a little bit more in, in a moment, but we would put ourselves in the category of the right tool or the right partner to, to build WordPress sites because we've got that experience and we, we, we're happy to share that with clients. Yeah, and, and I think, I mean, a couple of points there. One, that I think when, when looking for, for tools, certainly looking for, for software and plugins, a, a good rule is that unless you're really at the cutting edge and looking for something groundbreaking, the fact that something is being used extensively and is, is well regarded, has good reviews, is a, a good starting point. And I know when, when I'm looking for, for functionality, I would automatically go for, for tools where there were lots of people using them and they were giving them good results because mm. I think to go for something that's untried and untested is you might strike lucky but you're probably asking for trouble yeah and I mean we've, we've talked a lot about software and, and plugins and I want to move move on a little bit and because it's tools are not just about sort of hardware and software it's about people as well and I mentioned you know, so I, I put us in the sort of the the right tool for developing websites category but Let's take an example. I mean, choosing partners and the right partner for a, a, a job is, is really important. And I'm going to, if we take, for example, website hosting is a, is a good one. David, if you were looking for a website host, now obviously the, uh, the traditional thing is you think, oh, website, technical. What's your thoughts on that? <laughs> I, think, I, mean, the, the, I think two sides. That from a technical point of view, you just want it to work. Yeah. You want it to be seamless. You want it to be almost invisible but actually the important thing is that I've said this many times but fundamentally in business a website is a promotional tool a marketing tool a communication tool and so looking at how effectively your website delivers 
in, in marketing terms is more something that should be considered than just the, the technical side of it, because from a technical point of view, it should just work. And I think there is another issue there that because it's seen as a technical thing, that often websites are just, they're seen as all oh, hosting is, is, is hosting is hosting, whereas there are actually many, many different layers and different types of hosting, undoubtedly some of which are cost more than others. But I think whichever way you look at it, that effective hosting that delivers a good marketing communication solution can be achieved for any level of website at at what would be an appropriate cost and but to try and do some something on the cheap for a a website that's that perhaps mission critical to your business is is crazy when spending a little bit more and you might only be talking an additional 20 30 pounds a month yeah. but if that could make a website more responsive operate quicker and more appealing to to people visiting i think it's as with everything else it's about getting the the right solution equally there's no point in in having some fancy over the top virtual or private server for a a website that's only ever going to have maybe a few hundred visitors at any one time yeah and i think i mean if we take the sort of the website technical i mean i would totally agree that to me a website that in terms of actually your interaction with the person delivering your website the thing you're most interested in and the thing you're probably going to be talking to them most regularly about is marketing rather than about the technical side and I remember back in the day when I did my MBA there was one of the and you were looking at these it was the personnel side of it and HR side of it there was a thing called Maslow's hierarchy of needs which started from the basic things that everybody needs to be happy up to the the, self-actualization was the top one but I would see the bottom level was about those things that people that just need have to be right and people don't think about and you know in in HR terms it's things like salary and working conditions and the like with a website I would say that the technical the technical aspects fit into that they've just got to work you don't want to have to think about them you don't want to have to talking to your your hosting partner every five minutes about the technical sides of it you want to be focusing on the marketing and how you can use your website to deliver the marketing and I think that's true of a lot of suppliers whether it be telecoms whether it be websites whether you know whatever payment processing whatever it may be actually the functionality of it you just want it to work it's about how that functionality can actually deliver in in your marketing that's much more important and so, I, I think it's true of anything whenever you're talking about tools you you don't just you this this whole podcast is about having the right tool for mm. the job you don't just use a tool because you want to use a tool you want to use it because you're trying to achieve something mm. and and in business that something will be it'll be a marketing communication it will be an administrative goal it will be a personnel goal it will be a, the goals are are business goals they're not technical goals yeah Though sometimes you do buy tools just because you like the look of them. I've got a, a very big drill in my cellar that I think I've used once, but it was it was on sale in Aldi, very cheap, and I thought, oh, I've just got to have that. Yeah, so. maybe that once you used it was the ideal tool for the job. Well, to be fair, it was. To be fair, it was. It was the ideal tool, which, but anyway, um, we, we digress. And I think it would probably be good to start uh, bringing it to a, a close there because we were trying to keep this uh, a little bit shorter. I always judge the length of our podcast by how long it takes me to walk home. I, I have a commute of about, 15 20 minutes to home and i like to be able to listen to it in the time it takes me to walk home and recently i've been i've not been able to do that so we're trying to make them a little bit shorter yeah but you've uh, got a bad knee so you might have been walking that's true I, that's true i have been, but that should make it even, that's even worse <laughs> it means they're even longer 
But uh, so as, as usual, we sort of finish with some ideas about what might have resonated with you on this and, and what you can think about uh, as you go forward. So David, what would be your, your sort of first point on the back of this? I think it is to very much make sure that you stay focused on your business goal and don't mm. get distracted into trying to find a, a technical solution for, for the sake of a technical solution. It's, it's about what is the business goal you're trying to achieve and what is the best way to achieve it and, and be ready to do some research, whether it's you know, talking to people like us or doing research online. There's lots of ways of doing it, but don't get sidetracked. Stay focused on achieving your primary goal. Yeah. And I think if you are taking your default position, for example, and say, oh, I'll do this myself, and you start to get frustrated about it, thinking, actually, is that the right business decision? Uh, I mean, we've got an example, a burglar alarm in the building. I think we, we, I may have mentioned this last time, but we had an issue with the burglar alarm that we just, I just thought, oh, I'll fix it myself. It can't be that difficult. And I got into real, you know, it, it ended up taking a whole day. It was, it was, a, it was a day off, but a whole day off trying to fix it and getting absolutely nowhere. In the end, we called in an expert who fixed it very quickly. And we're now, he's now, I mean, we're now, he's going to upgrade it for us. But I've learned that the right tool for that job is someone who knows what they're doing. And I'm not going to be trying to do it myself. So I think sometimes if you are getting frustrated with something, think, are you using the right tool for the job or is there a better way to do it? Yeah, and, and recognize that even if you, to start with you think that it is something that you can tackle yourself, there's no shame in actually changing no, your mind. Absolutely not. But try and do it before you uh, pass the point of no return, as it were. But I, th- I think, to, uh, and to be fair, they, they get the guy who came in to, to fix the alarm, something that you said that, that I think struck well was, uh, or sat well was the fact that he wasn't tutting about the fact that you'd had to go, go yourself. Yeah, no, um, he wasn't. He was very, very... Uh, very generous about that indeed yes he didn't mention the word cowboy once anyway so i think yeah so think about you know are you using the right tools for the job and i mean the final thing i would say is just going back to to websites and think about what value do you actually put on your websites and are the tools and the the amount of the level of resource you're putting into that does it actually reflect it or are you thinking oh it's a it's something that i don't need to put much resource into but actually it's quite an important aspect of your business and maybe you should be putting more resource into it Uh, I I think that's very fair but there is a I think a general consensus particularly among many small businesses that a website is just a thing that sits Mm. there and every now and again every few years it becomes a project to develop a a new website because we're fed up of the old Mm. one whereas actually I think a website and an online presence for your business should be a again I've said this before but it should be a dynamic and evolving um, tool to be your shop window it's where you know we all do it when we're looking for something we go and look online and we mm. see what people have on offer in not just in terms of products but in terms of service in terms of information in terms of advice and uh, your website should be should be singing your company propositions and promoting you all the time and I think it's absolutely true that because it's seen as a technical thing because most people think I don't really understand it it's to be fair you know I have come across techie type people who are not the world's greatest communicators and it becomes almost a self-fulfilling prophecy whereas if you can partner with people who understand the technology but understand your business needs as well and then you perhaps have the base of a really good partnership to to get the most out of your website for your business. I think I can't really add anything to, to that, so I think we'll leave it there. And as usual, 
If you, if you found this interesting and you want to find out more, you'll find posts uh, uh, on similar topics at, at bsamarketing.com. You will find our back catalogue of uh, podcasts at podcast.bsamarketing.com and you will find us on social media, particularly Twitter and LinkedIn at bsamarketing.com. So until next time, we shall leave it there and say happy marketing. Bye for now as I battle out into the rain. <laughs> 